Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for coming to uh, join our Ulambana uh, celebration. It's nice to see you. Today we're here at uh, Lu Mountain Temple, uh, our first temple where we got our first started. And it's nice to be back. Actually, I appreciate uh, the hard work that was put into this uh, to prepare for today's uh, celebration. Thank you very, very much. Uh, how is everyone today? Uh, it's a very important day for the Buddhists by tradition because this is a day where we practice filiality. You know, we just recited that sutra there, and every year that I recite the sutra, I learn something new. Uh, and uh, it's, um, it's uh, fascinating, the Buddha's wisdom. You know, the simple fact that uh, you bring the offerings today and you put it on the table there, and uh, the Buddha says, uh, if you do that, uh, and then uh, you are providing blessings uh, for your current parents and seven prior generations as well for the well-being. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that we can do for our parents, okay? Why do the Buddhists uh, put so much emphasis on filiality? Do you know? It's a very Buddhist thing, and actually it's imbued into the Chinese culture. This is what I feel is what makes uh, the Chinese culture very, very special. We don't have this in the Western world. Okay, but for the Asian cultures, filiality ranks very high. It's a, uh, it's a foremost virtues. So why is that? Yes, uh, red. Power it on. Thank you, Master. Um, is it to repay the kindness that they have um, taking care of us? Oh, to repay. So filiality is to repay the kindness and all the sacrifices they made for us in raising us and helping us get started in life. Yes, but why is that important? It's more than it's just being grateful. Do you know? See, the Chinese don't explain it to, 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 to us. Hmm? I mean, it's just like it's a beautiful tradition where the Asians would uh, practice filiality and they, we all told, we all taught to practice filiality whereas Westerners aren't, okay? And so why is our culture uh, put so much emphasis on filiality? Hmm? Hmm. And so we, you know, when we come for on a day like today to any temple and we bring the things uh, that we want our parents not and our ancestors not to be lacking at all, okay? whether it's food, whether it's drinks, whether it's whatever, clothing, uh, in uh, my uh, master's Chinese temple, uh, 
people seem to be obsessed with toothpaste and toothbrushes. Okay, so every year we usually get like 10 year supply of toothpaste and toothbrush. Okay. So they, they, they seem to be very obsessed with uh, teeth hygiene, oral hygiene. Okay. Uh, so, but the idea is that you bring things so you want our parents not to be lacking. That's the concept behind it, okay? Not just toothpaste. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so this year you bring a toothbrush, next year you bring toothpaste, following year bring, the, I don't know, dental floss. Uh, and so forth, okay? Uh, because the concept is you want our, our parents not to be lacking in things that they need at all, okay? So it's very important. Mm -hmm. and, and so, uh, but, but uh, there is a reason, a deeper reason behind it, why the Buddhists are taught to practice filiality and gratitude. I don't think you know, yeah? And Chinese don't explain it to you either, yeah? Uh, and when you practice reality here, when you bring those things there, the Buddha says, and, and he says, it's gonna happen, it's gonna, these things we provided to your parents and ancestors because we all recite that mantra afterwards. You see that? Namo dili, mo mo dili po ye so he. Okay, we decide that, and that's what will make sure that our, the, your offerings will go towards your ancestors. Okay, so that's the magic of the Buddha's power. He gave us th that mantra to make it happen. Okay, uh, and the reason that the Asians put so much emphasis on gratitude Old Abbot, do you know? You know why? He looks very adorned today. Look at that. Yeah. Enjoy it before you know, he leaves for Korea. <laughs> yeah? Why? Yeah, we can hear you. Cha mẹ là cái người nuôi mình từ nhỏ cho đến lớn. Thì mình không có săn sóc, không biết ơn hoặc là không có nghĩ đến. Thì đối với mình những cuối năm mình birthday của bạn hay của boss mình hay là này nọ chẳng chẳng qua là xã giao thôi. Mà mình nếu mình là người tốt á, mình là người đàng hoàng á thì mình nghĩ lại mình có biết ơn cha mẹ mình hay không. Còn bưng cái món quà thật lớn cho ông boss mình hay cho manager thì chẳng qua là vấn đề ngoại giao thôi chứ không phải là người tốt. Mm hmm, okay, uh, but why gratitude? What's the big deal about gratitude? Yes, sir, Pink. Cái đó là mình mình tỏ cái lòng biết ơn của mình đối với cái người nuôi dạy mình nên người. Còn con có gặp một ông thầy ở trong đại học. Ông đó người da trắng. Ông nói cái người Á Châu bài đặt. Ở đây chúng ta có cái welfare, có nước sinh non, không có cần cái chuyện đó. Cho nên chúng ta không có chịu mà hiếu thảo, chúng ta không có cần ở cái xứ này. Ừ. Hồi năm con học ở đại học năm 2002, mà ông thầy tiến sĩ da trắng, ông nói, chẳng qua người Á Đông bài đặt thôi. Đây chúng ta có welfare, có senior home, rồi đâu cần mấy cái đó. Ừ.
translation. Hello. Yes, I hear you. Hello, Master, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, so he said, uh, Master Xinxiu said that, uh, in my opinion, uh, parents, mom and dad, is the one who raised us from when we were just first born all the way until we become an adult. Um, so if we... Uh, don't think of how to take care of them, don't uh, be uh, grateful to them, uh, however, but we tend to each end of the year, the birthday of our boss, um, that's when it's just only the um, uh, general relationship, um, it's only that um, general relationship trying to connect with uh, your superior. Uh, if we are a good person, then you should have the gratitude toward your mom and dad and uh, not the thing that for your boss and for the, your friend, your birthday is just only trying to maintain the relationship. And uh, Master asks, why is that have to be grateful? Uh, that is to show our gratitude to the person who uh, raised us. So I have met with this um, PhD uh, doctor, professor in university. He's white, and he said that um, our uh, Eastern Asia Asian people are uh, just trying to put up a face, trying to create something. Here in America, we have nursing home, we have a senior home, uh, this uh, having parents staying at home or paying filiality to them is just um, a makeup or they're just showing off. So you, no need to do that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you. I don't think you, 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 you can guess. You, people look at, especially Asians, look at uh, Ulambana as a festival as a ceremony, well, actually, is very advanced teachings, believe it or not. Hmm? Hmm. People think of it as uh, like uh, the one monk who was a disciple of Pashashinwa taught me. He said, uh, when I was a novice, he said, Ulambana, son, it's like Buddhist Christmas where we monks get gifts. Okay. <laughs> And it's so sad to, for me to see that, to hear that. People don't understand Ulambana anymore when they look at it as uh, material things, money, offerings, and so forth, instead of looking at it as a very uh, wise Buddhist teaching, okay? And it's a lot more advanced than you think. It's more than just Filiality. We're teaching you filiality for a reason. Because I figured it out because many of our followers are enlightened. And once they become enlightened, something changed in them. What changed? You don't know, right? Because you're not enlightened yet. What happens to you when you become enlightened? One very big change, you become 
grateful. Before enlightenment, you struggle with gratitude. After enlightenment, your heart wells with gratitude. You know that? That's what I saw in my disciples. I, because I've been watching them, like growing up from babies to enlightenment. So I saw, I've been watching the differences. Okay? And, and so not only are they be, do, uh, did they become more grateful, the more advanced they became, they, they reached. The higher they reached, the more grateful they became. You're not impressed. Yes, Alex. Green. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, something I've noticed through my uh, cultivation is that it's very difficult sometimes to recognize uh, other, have gratitude in others, uh, especially ones that like uh, take from me or, you know, whatever. But when it comes to my parents or people who have given me love my whole life without asking for anything in return, it's easy to have compassion and gratitude for them. And so when I hear the Buddha's teachings and say that uh, filiality is its core and, and we should treat everybody like that, it's easy to have that example, uh, to imagine that everybody has given that much love to me before and much care, and so I can give that to others as well. Yeah, uh, it turns out the, the Westerners, especially people here in America, they laugh at filiality. They don't think it's, uh, it's uh, a good thing to do. Actually, when I first came to America, uh, the uh, pale-faced people, they, they ridicule filiality. They say it's nonsense. The parents brought you here, and therefore it's their responsibility to raise you and take care of you until you can take care of yourself. Okay, uh, but actually, actually it shows how materialistic of a culture it is here. And I hope that with Mahayana here, uh, this will change uh, for the better. Because again, once you have wisdom, you will naturally become more grateful. You look at your parents differently. You look at not just your parents, but also the people that did you favors, who were kind and good to you. You look at them differently, a different set of eyes, okay? And you see, so that's why, in, in fact, the filiality teaching in Buddhism is very profound dharma, okay? Because uh, because it's the right thing to do when you feel grateful to be to, to others. Don't you feel good inside your heart? Huh? Anyone? Yeah? A woman there? Uh, she she wants to, to talk. You see, I well, let me tell you what propelled me to do all this for the last 17 years is because of gratitude to my teacher. I don't know how to be grateful to my parents because I never liked my parents, okay? But I knew the one thing that I realized that without my teacher, Master Shenhua, I would not even be interested in doing all this. 
and he did so much for me. He changed my entire life, turned it around, okay, with his dharma. He didn't teach me personally, but his dharma uh, really changed me. And that's why I'm internally grateful to him. Without that, I wouldn't be here. That's why I look at him and say, uh, how can I be grateful to you? By spreading what you've been teaching so that more people can also benefit from your teachings as well. Yes, her, his, uh, one of his disciples here, Gu Yin. Gu Yin, Yin means uh, uh, bank. <laughs> Mô, mô Phật Bà Thầy, theo uh, cái truyền thống của uh, người, người Trung Hoa đó, ai muốn trả hiếu cha mẹ đó phải làm con cái, phải làm cho tốt. Ở trên làm, ở trên xã hội làm cho rất là tốt. Chứ mà con gái, con cái mình mà không có nghe cha mẹ dạy, người ta chửi là chửi cha mẹ mình thôi, chứ đâu có chửi chửi cái gì đâu, chửi cho cha mẹ mình không biết dạy con, để con qua ngoài làm tầm bậy tầm bạ. Đó là cái đó, mình muốn trả hiếu cha mẹ đó, con phải con mình phải làm tốt cho cha mẹ có cái danh dự là cái đó là trả hiếu rồi nó là trả hiếu ăn uống đồ này kia đó cái đó là không khỏi nói cũng phải làm cái trách nhiệm của mình làm con đó. nhất là mình mới trả hiếu cho cha mẹ đó mình phải ở xứ xã hội đó phải làm con người rất là tốt chứ làm vậy bà uống mỗi ngày say xỉn cờ bạc đồ này kia làm sao mà ai cha mẹ làm sao mà 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 có cái danh dự có cái danh dự ở xã hội mà tốt đâu đó. cái đó là Người Trung Hoa là cần nhất là cái đó thôi chứ, mm. chứ nó yeah. ăn uống đồ này yeah. mm. kia đó thì mình mình cái đó là Đức Phật nói cũng phải trả hiếu cho cha mẹ làm những cái gì. Right. Translation. Amitabha Master, according to the tradition, a culture of Chinese, China, is that those who wanted to repay uh, your filiality filiality to your parents, your mom and dad. Uh, in this society, you need to become a good person. Um, that in itself is because when you misbehave to this society, when you do bad thing, other people will scold your mom and dad that your mom and dad did not teach you properly. So therefore, um, paying filiality to your parents then food and drink, we don't talk about that. That is just a uh, responsibility of um, the kid, of the uh, the son or the daughter. Was So if we really, really wanted to um, pay the filiality to our parents, we have to become a good person, very good person. So for example, if you are a drunkard, if you do bad things, um, you did, do not bring um, good reputation to your parents. So I think that is the culture of our Chinese people. There's one thing that's not said often enough, you know, taught, emphasized enough from the uh, monks and nuns, is that you need to know that when you feel you, you are planting the seeds for your children your nieces, your nephews, to also become filial themselves. So your goodness transcends generations. It goes the next generation, next generation. It's fantastic. It's a lot more profound than you think. All right? Uh, so, so this is a very 
profound Buddhist teaching. It's not simply where you get together and eat and, 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 uh, and uh, get things. Uh, it's not that at all. Go for us. Go ahead. This woman keeps on asking impossible questions. Do we need to translate this? What you don't know cannot harm you. I'm glad she only comes every now and then on the weekend. <laughs> the question's getting harder and harder to answer. Go ahead, translation. Amitofo, Master, so according to the, our concept of uh, filiality, it is so when the condition is good, for example, your parents is a good person, a kind, good person, then naturally uh, the, um, the kids will become filial. So then therefore paying filiality to the parent is not become a problem. However, what happens if your parent is wrong and very uh, prejudiced and go chap, sorry, I, I don't know stubborn. the word. Stubborn. So then, um, according to the old tradition, is that I am your mom, I am your dad, therefore you have to listen to me. And even to the point that uh, the, the dad forced the kid to give the money to him so that he can do gambling. So uh, the kid doesn't listen to the dad, and the dad tell the kid that they are unfilial. So in this situation, if the mom and dad doing the wrong thing, how can we uh, repay the filiality to them? Before I answer you, let me ask you. Did you ask this question to other monks? Why do you pick on me? She's been, she listened to all the senior monks and um, Chinese and Vietnamese and Taiwanese and so forth. I don't know why she picked on me. Did you ask him what was the answer? I'm buying time. Amitofo, Master, uh, right now you are my only master, uh, my shufu. Therefore, I can only ask you. Look at the woman. She looks so happy. 
<laughs> Look at these old timers. They're old timers. They, they started here at Luma, and we all started together, these two old women here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, luckily for me, I do have an answer. Yes, uh, go for it. Answer. Give me a hand. Ah, my old habit to the rescue. <laughs> Theo con đó, mình, mình tìm cách mình adjust, mình chữa những cái đó cho nó tương đối thôi. Nhiều khi mình cũng phải một chút xíu nào đó, cái ông cụ và cụ không bằng lòng, mà mình điều chỉnh cách nào đó. Rồi ông, ông Khả dịch đi. Uh, me perform master, I think that we need to find a way to adjust to the problem itself. So we have to find an appropriate method. Sometimes that uh, your mom and dad, your parents does not agree with you. Nhưng mà những người xung quanh dòng họ, bà con, con cái mình, người ta thấy tất cả tất cả cùng chịu đựng cái ông bà đó. Nhưng mà không phải như vậy là mình bất hiếu nhưng mà mình tìm cách mình chỉnh cho nó tương đối. Uh, but the people around us, our relatives, uh, our cousins, niece and nephew can see the problem itself. Therefore, everybody have to endure it. Not That one is not to be unfilial. We have to adjust so that it's uh, appropriate. Okay, the Người mẹ rất là độc tài. Thì bà ngồi trên cái mùi ghe của dân chúng bánh 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 chợ bà câu cá. Mà tới giờ nước lớn người ta đi rồi thì bà không chịu xuống. Thì người ta không có dám đi. Hồi xưa đâu có máy như bây giờ. Thì người ta mới lên mời bà xuống mà không xuống mà ngồi bà câu hoài. Bà nước lớn lên mới có cá nhiều bà không có xuống cho người ta đi. Thì họ mới lên họ mới thưa với ông quận trưởng là con của bà đó. Bây giờ bà cụ không xuống nhờ ngài lên nói cho bà xuống cho tụi con lui ghe đi. Thì ổng mới ra ổng lại bà kêu cho bà xuống để cho người ta đi. Thì bà trở cần câu quốc ổng túi bụi trên trên mui ghe giữa chợ vậy. Thì người ta đâu có chê cười đâu, người ta vẫn khen cái ông này là có hiếu. Anh ra con nghĩ mình mình tùy theo cái trường hợp mà mình mình điều chỉnh cái đó. Với cái tâm có hiếu thì mỗi sự ok. Người thân và dân chúng xung quanh người ta thấy. Thì kể cả trời đất ta cũng thấy cái đó. Answers getting shorter too. Three or four sentences. Very good. Amitabha, <laughs> so at my province, Gokam, uh, so there is an official, um, province officials, so uh, he has a, 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 a mother that is very prejudiced, keep it for herself. So um, then she sat on the top of the boat so that of other residents so that she can um, go fishing. So then at that time, the water was very high and nobody wanted to uh, go 
out to fish. So then people uh, wanted to come back to the shore and they invite her to get down and go back to the shore. She doesn't want to do so. So the residents, the people in the village knows that um, the son is the uh, official of the province. So then they all came to him and asked him to invite his mother to go down from the top of the boat. And the son came out and he bowed to the mother. But the mother instead trying to use the uh, fishing pole to whip the son. And so see people around does not laugh at him. And they all think that he is a filial person. So therefore, uh, if you do, if your mind is filial to your parents, everybody around will understand, we can see that even the son, uh, even the God and the land will be able to see that as well. Very good, go for us, go ahead. Hello, hello Master, um, so I, want, I wanted to share um, one thing that happened to me. Um, so uh, two years ago, I started going to therapy and at the beginning, my therapist was always blaming my parents for everything uh, and I would get really afflicted. But when I started doing some meditation, uh, now every time he complains about my parents, I don't get afflicted. I don't know why. Now I just uh, see the I, I I see that my parents they have their issues, but uh, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, now the only problem is when they criticize me, especially my dad, when he criticizes me for meditating. So that's I think the only time I get a little afflicted. Uh, thank you, Master. Okay, I'm running out of time. I need to get to my point. Go ahead, quickly, Alex. Blue. Hello? All right. Thank you, Master. In the Earth Star Sutra, which is about filiality, and also the Ulambala Sutra, they're both about stories in which uh, uh, people who cultivate have parents who have strong karmic retributions that lend them in the three evil paths. And both sutras don't mention that they should have, during their lifetime, changed their parents' behavior. All it says to do is to cultivate on their behalf so that they can be rescued from the three evil paths. Not always possible to cultivate for someone else. Cannot be done. If it could, then you don't have to cultivate at all. I would gladly do it for you. I mean, not you personally. But <laughs> okay? So it's not possible. All right. When you face with, um, when I'm faced with a question like that, that's outside of the teachings and so forth, I would tend to go back to Master Shenhua's. Uh, I would refer back to his teachings. So I recall his uh, telling us in, uh, in his translated uh, instructional talks. He recounted his admiration for when he was younger for someone called Imperial uh, uh, Filial Sun Wang, uh, where he was uh, the model filiality in his, in his village, in his province. Uh, 
where he's, uh, he's uh, cultivated and he uh, represents wisdom, very separated wisdom, and he had wisdom, that's why he practiced fear reality. And part of his thing is that, so Master Shinoa told us about the story when, because Fiyo-ryo's uh, son Wang had a dad who used opium. And so what was he to do? Uh, so, so when, when uh, the dad uh, asked Filio Sun Wang for some opium to prepare the opium pipe for him, Filio uh, Sun Wang says, but it's uh, not good for you. Oh. And so Master Xinhua said, uh, so, but then the dad told uh, Filio Sun Wang, but you're supposed to be filial to me. Being filial means that you're supposed to do things to please me. Therefore, give me my opium pipe. And so filial and Sang Wang thought about it and gave him the opium pipe. And Master Shinho said, that's filiality. Okay? So far so good? That's what I have for reference. However, now, 25 years later, I beg to differ. <laughs> okay? That's Mashashinwa Chinese Dharma. And I think it's, it works, but I don't think it's ideal way to practice fear reality. And I'm quoting the Bodhisattva Precepts Sutra. It says, fear reality, precepts is Filiality, meaning that if you keep precepts, you're practicing filiality. And I, that's because of that, I now feel that I must disagree with Master Shinoa's teaching. If I were filial son Wang, I said, no, that would be breaking a precept for me to give you opium to smoke. Okay? Therefore, I will not do it. That's filiality. Giving your dad opium because he likes it is not necessarily the best way to practice filiality. That's my point. Okay? Some of you might agree, some of you might disagree. Some of you, especially disciples, Master Shinoa, you know, them right there uh, on the side there, they say, eh, don't listen to him, listen to Master Shinoa. It's okay too. Okay? But the sutra says that. Precepts is filiality. You know why? I pondered about this for a long, long time. I said, why is precepts, keeping precepts, is to practice filiality? Why? It bothered me. Couldn't find an answer anywhere. Why? It's a Buddhist teaching. Why is that? Hmm? That's, we'll directly answer the question that Yunga in San Jose wanted to ask me. So if like you're doing something illegal, something bad, is it really filiality? Okay. And my answer is no. 
And of course, I know you don't believe me. That's why I had to go back to the sutra. It says, keeping precepts is to practice filiality. Why? I did ponder about that. Why is that? Why did the Buddha say that for you to keep precepts, to be a moral person, is to be filial? Why? Hmm? Too bad Master Shira is no longer here because I would have, would be willing to do anything to ask him that question because that part of the Bodhisattva Precept Sutra bothered me for years and decades. It really bothered me. Why? Because it directly contradicts Filian Sengguang, Filian Sengguang's behavior. Agree? Go for us. Why are they working out on, oh, there's no question? Uh, uh, sorry, Master, uh, I think the, uh, we were on mute. Um, so is it because Buddha is also our master? So if we respect what he asks us to do, we are practicing filiality? Precisely. If a Buddha says to keep precepts is a practice of filiality, if it happens to contradict Master Shenhua's teaching, I would follow Buddha's teaching. Okay? But I'm asking, I'm taking a step further. Why? Why did the Buddha teach us that? Hmm? Why do you think? It never bothered you, huh? I read these things because I didn't have a teacher alive behind me that I could ask any time. So I had to sit there and, uh, and, and read them and over and over and ask myself, why? And uh, it bothered me so much because I couldn't ask anyone. Yes, go for us. This is one of the hardest questions I have to face. I solved a lot of problems, but this one is a, took me the longest to figure out. Yes. Uh, Amrita Four Master, um, I think uh, keeping the precepts and uh, follow um, Buddha's teaching that give us uh, a chance to open our wisdom. And when we have uh, our wisdom, we can uh, uh, help our parents. Uh, that uh, really helped them, but uh, without the wisdom, what we try to help uh, um, clothes, but no cigars. Uh, next, yes, Alex. Green precepts are proper conduct, and uh, to be filial, you should have proper conduct. Uh, also, uh, the parent would never ask their religious elder to hand them the opium pipe. And so if you, they, if, you become, if you have proper conduct, you'll be esteemed as a religious elder, and uh, hopefully that'll change their behavior. Okay, close, but no cigars. See, the old disciple of Master Shema enjoying themselves. Say, wow, look at that. this guy, dig a hole for himself. <laughs> uh, you enjoy it too much. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, 
To be filial is to serve your parents, to do good for your parents. Yes? Hmm? You would not do anything to harm your parents. Yes? So why would, why would you, I, I, how could I possibly applaud filial sang wang for giving an opium pipe is that I have a hard time with that. Okay? That's not doing good for his dad. Agree? You see? So I have a problem. He may be filial, but that's act of filiality is wrong. Okay? Because if you feel you, you're not supposed to hurt the person. You're supposed to be to take care of the person. Instead, he's hurting the person. Okay? He's hurting his dad by giving him the opium pipe. I struggle with that concept. Okay? So, because Sutra says, you practice filiality uh, uh, by keeping precepts. Because you keep precepts even when you deal with your own parents. Yes? That's filiality. You build filial with your parents by keeping precepts, fundamentally. Yes? Keeping precepts is to not do any evil, don't harm your parents, do all good to your parents. Is that clear? That's what keeping precepts fundamentally means. One more thing. Also help all living beings. That's also keeping precepts. Why? Because I'm running out of time. I'm not, I won't allow you to go around, round, round, because I know you guys know so much and have so much wisdom already. Okay? Precepts, I remind you do no evil, don't harm others, don't do bad things. Your mothers, your sons, your nephews, don't harm any living being on purpose. Because you harm them, you're not being filial. Number two, do good only. Do all kinds of good, small goods, big goods, you do, you do good. Okay? And number three, help all living beings. That's also part of the precepts, part of being a moral person. Let me tell you why. I finally figured out why. Wouldn't you like to know, huh, Ron? You flew all the way here. I mean, celebration, you're flying from North Carolina to here. I'm revealing to you, you know, the profound Mahayana teaching filiality. You want to help all living beings because you, in a prior life, they have been your parents. You've been revolving in the wheel for so long, you forgot. You don't realize in a prior life, all the people you see here today were your parents as well. You don't believe me. That's a Buddhist teaching. Buddhist teaching says, you've been revolving in the wheel of reincarnation since beginningless time. You, we, you've been my parents. I've been your parents. I've been your sons. 
Okay? So part of me teaching you is also being filial because you are my parents as well. And you're supposed to be more filial to me because not only were I, was I your parent, but now I'm also your master. Just a reminder. <laughs> See that? See how profound the Buddhist teaching is? He says, we've been connected forever, on and on, round and round and round. And that's why we have to be filial to each other. And you know, I want to tell you too, today is supposed to be raining very heavy and uh, there's a storm here. So I really appreciate your coming here. It's not as bad. Is the traffic, is the, is the road, are the roads that bad? No? Huh? I know some of you travel, uh, drove a long way. Uh, so thank you all for coming. We take up a short break here, come back and do the lunch offering.